I was going to try to talk about a few things, but you know, I'm I'm just kind of really discouraged. You know, I was it's like, and I think a lot of us in America are are discouraged. You know, we 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 try and we want things to get fixed, and it's not that we have an agenda. And if they're not fixed our way, then well, fuck it. But I I mean, just we want them to get fixed. I want representation again. I want my 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 congressmen and my senators to represent my state and 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 I, I wanna I wanna have a fucking voice. And 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 as we look at it we see that in on the big picture we we're not given that voice. We we don't have it. You know, and I don't have an agenda. I mean, you know, I have an agenda for my life and, and what I would like to do and achieve. And, and I think we all do. <clears throat> we've we've come to a, a a fork in the road as Americans, as whether you're a patriot or a Republican or a conservative or a Democrat or a libtard, or or you just like being in America because of what it offers. We're at that fork, all of us, as as at, le- at least as a collective mindset of what do we want to happen in the future for our country? And, 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 and Trump had said, you know, we will not be a socialist nation. And a lot of people clapped. I mean, I'm sure 75, 80 million of his voters fan base, which is you know, pretty close to, you know, the people that vote make sense and have an input, having a, have a voice in this. believe that that was right. We don't want to be socialists. Now, are there fringe groups? Yes. Are there fringe groups that want to have a revolution and go back to, you know, a Confederate kind of government to where it's pretty damn close to anarchy? Well, yeah, there's those too. Just the same as in diet and nutrition, there's those people that are, are vegans. There are those that are just vegetarians. There's those that are meat eaters. And then those that are purely keto or Paleoithic. So yeah, there are groups out there. But then there's there's the, the the average American that would like to to wake up tomorrow and see that we're still free. We're not socialists, we're not being run by China or overrun by China and, and or any any foreign government. And, and and I think with that comes the, the you know to realization that we're at this this fork in the road to where we do we go this way or that way and if we if we go this way and things continue the way they are then it, it might remain the same when you wake up tomorrow but it's slowly going socialist I, I don't even think it's that slow. You know, it, it's it's pretty much a, a runaway freight train right now. And, and with all the, the vote fraud, and you can call me a racist for saying that, but, you know, I, I know how people voted. I can, I, can see the, I can see the evidence presented by, you know, not just Mike Lindell, but, you know, all of it that's been allowed to leak out there that, you know, there was foreign tampering. Oh, well, doesn't matter. So we're going that way. You know, it's, it's like everyone just shut up 
it's okay, we have it under control. We're just gonna slide that Overton window a little bit more to the left, but you know, we're not taking it over here, you know, which where you know we become an annex of, of China. Because then people go, oh no, 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 no fucking way. So then they slide it back and they go, well, we're still going to get a lot of input from China, but we buy a lot of their goods and they're nice people and what the fuck and blah, blah, blah. And, you know, and we lose freedom. And, and, and that's where that, that fork in the road is. Do you want to be free? Or do you want the appearance and the trappings of freedom, but not really free? And, and so, to, so if, if you really look at it and go, well, what do I want? I'm at the point to where I want freedom. I'm disgusted with, you know, city government, state government, county government, federal government, whatever government it is, to where they've gotten to the position to where they they tell us what to do. And they've written so many laws that when they they tell us that you can't do this on your private property or you can't do this form of business because you're not licensed or whatever, then that's not the way it was. See, George Washington made whiskey. He was a distiller. You know, nobody asked for his license. No one asked for his recipe. No one asked him to pay millions of dollars in licenses and fines and and, and whatever he needed to do, you know, to get that license. He didn't have to have bonds and insurance. He just said, well, I make really good whiskey and people, if they like it, they'll buy it. And if they don't, well, then I'll be out of business. That's, that's what I want. And that wasn't considered anarchy. It was just considered a nuisance type of government. To where as long as you weren't being a nuisance to your neighbors and, your, and the public in which you lived, the city or the town, then no one gave a fuck. Now, the minute you started doing something that affected maybe your neighbor, like you're, you're, you're running your still and you run out of trees on your property, so you just go over and start cutting your neighbors down, then he might call the marshal or something or sheriff or whatever, a constable back then, and go, hey, wait a tick, this is, this, that's my tree. And, and so he would come over and, and talk to you and go, hey, that's private property. What are you doing? It's like, well, I didn't think he'd mind. It's like, well, he does. And then you could apologize and pay him for the tree and, and, and become good neighbors again. Or you could tell him to F off and go pound sand. You know, that tree was there long before you and I. And, you know, whatever dick attitude you wanted to have. To where you'd go in court and, and, and the jury would be your peers, people that lived in your community. And go, no, George, you can't do that. You just can't fucking cut down somebody else's tree. I wouldn't like it if you came into my yard and cut down my tree. And you wouldn't like it if I came into your, uh, where you brew whiskey and, and borrowed all your, copper stuff or whatever they used for distilling back then and, and used it uh, for some experiment I'm doing on my property. That's called stealing. So it, it worked out. See, that's it wasn't considered anarchy. It was just freedom. And so that's the, that's the fork we're in where, where we can go one way and have the trappings and the appearance of freedom and liberty and blah, 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 shiskumba. Or we can actually go the other way and demand freedom, demand our republic back. And you and you can kind of pretty well look at that decision and go, well, gee, I'd really like to go this way, but 
it's straight uphill. It's not just uphill. It's climbing a cliff. You know, it, it's it's dangerous. I'll get shot by spooks. I'll be black bagged. I'll be ridiculed. I'll be put in prison for talking against the system. I'll be banned from Facebook, whatever. So you can tell that even wanting or mentioning going toward total freedom and liberty and getting our republic back is an uphill battle to, to say it lightly, an uphill battle. Whereas if you just go the other way, you can wake up tomorrow, you voted, you're done, you pay your taxes and, you know, go on your merry way. You, you, you wake up for another year or two, putting into your kid's college fund. And, you know, as things change, you know, just like as your clutch wears out on your car with a stick shift, you don't realize how bad it is until you replace it. And then you're like, holy shit, that thing, I was surprised that thing even engaged and let me shift gears. And maybe it didn't. Maybe you just learned how to double shift, not knowing this, you know, because it was 20-year slide, you know. So you'll you'll wake up tomorrow and the next day and the next day and the next day. And then, you know, as your kids wants to go to college, you'll find that your college fund really was absorbed by the collective or the board. But that's okay because now there's free college. And, you know, it, it, it becomes different. But it's still your kid went to college. You know, you as a parent didn't want to buy them their first car. You wanted them to buy their own first car. But then the government came along and gave them one, you know, whatever. You know, they had so many social points that they got a free car. And you're like, yeah, but I didn't get to teach them that lesson that I learned as a child paying for my own car and, and caring about it because I bought it. I earned, earned it with my own sweat equity. I don't, don't worry about it. And, and maybe by 20 years from now, you won't even care about those silly asshole fashion lessons anyway. So those are our choices. And, and, and being humans, we usually go the path of least resistance, you know, just like water and everything else. Just so we're going to take that easy route, I think, as Americans, and just continue to, to move along and see what Biden does. And then after four years, then we'll go, oh, let's have an election, get him out of there. But then it's so rigged that you can't. So it's like, well, eight, eight years. Everybody gets eight years, except Trump. But everyone gets eight years, so big deal. We'll get a Republican in there next time. And then eight years goes by, which so is a fucking shit ton of time. You don't realize that there is no more Republican Party. They've kind of merged into a conglomerate of opinions. And so now all of a sudden, there, there's no two-party system, which everybody wants. It's just a, a system. And there's that guy. He kind of thinks this way. And then there's this guy and kind of thinks that way. And then. And then one of them gets elected, whoever they choose, because your vote's irrelevant. And that's that's the path of least resistance. Or we can we can dig our boots in and go, no, no fucking way. I would rather have a a dangerous and risky liberty than a safe tyranny, which is where we're at now. And and that's that's where we're heading. So that's our, our choices. That's that's the the fork in the road there. And, and and I'm wondering if we haven't become homogenized already. Like, 
you know, Trump, he did a lot. And everybody was like, yeah, fucking Trump this and fucking Trump that. And the rest of us were like, yeah, Trump's doing a great job. He deregulated all these things. And it's just goomba. But when Bush left office, he, he handed Obama $3 trillion to fix the economy that had collapsed under his rule, or maybe not. Maybe it just collapsed because that was the game. And Bush was just a innocent bystander. I mean, his politics were fucked in the head and Bush family are a bunch of asshats. But let's just say that he was still trying to you know, do good. And uh, the economy collapsed, you know, because of years of home mortgage bullshit and leveraging and stuff that, you know, what do they call it when they just keep selling the loan over and over and over and over and over again? Um, so, you know, he hands Obama three trillion fucking dollars to fix the economy. And now you look at it and it's like Trump, he tried to do things. He deregulated and he tried to do things and all that. But maybe, you know, the powers that be said, no, you're, you're not going to win this one and you can fight it all you want. You know, we don't even have to threaten you. You're just not going to win. You know, you're going to take all these things to court and you're not going to win. They're not even going to hear you. You know, they didn't have to threaten Trump. All they had to do is go, you're just not going to win. The, the, the hand's been dealt, you know, 200 years ago or whenever the Illuminati or the Fabian Society or the, the, the rich Rockefellers or Rothschilds or whatever, you know, it's just, this is the way it is, Trump. And you can, you know, it, it's actually kind of humorous if you continue to fight and rant and rave because then people think you've tried. But you're not going to win. It's, it's over. We bought the Supreme Court. We bought the legislature. We bought the House, the Senate, the presidency, and the Supreme Court. All three branches of government we own. It's, it's not controlled by the silly people out there, the plebes. We own it. So you can go ahead and make a big stink. That'll, that'll look good for you. And maybe your family can run someday. And maybe we'll let one of them win if we got our control of them. We got them by the balls. And yeah, we might let one of them win. So that's kind of where we're at. And, and, and so Trump walks away and, and basically there's a bill that's been passed and signed already, you know, $1.3 trillion that gets handed over to Biden. Now, these are just big payoffs, big thank yous to all the, 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 the people out there that, you know, run the deep state, I guess. And, you know, these, these asshats, you know, it's, nothing goes to COVID of that money. And, and help. Maybe, you know, somebody gets some checks and it's like, there you go. Drop in the bucket. A trillion dollars fucking grip of cash. So, yeah, it makes you wonder, you know, you now, they probably had to f make it harder on Bush and, and, and Trump because they are still slightly conservative and they run in those circles and they, they try to appease their base. and So they had to, you know, kind of come along and go, no, you're not going to win. So what we want you to do is just give some money to, you know, and, and we'll make it look good. Obama will sit there and blame everything on you. But, you know, the, the history will tell that, you know, you leaving Obama $3 trillion was a good thing. I think it was $3 trillion. Maybe it was $300 billion. I think it was $3 trillion. It was a grip of cash also. So I, I just look at it as this is as it is. What we see is, is what we're up against. 
And however you see it is still what you're up against. And so you have a choice. You can either see it as a loss of freedom and liberty and a slide to socialism and then boom, communism. And a lot of people want that. You know, the, I mean, you, they might not say it with their out loud voice, but if you want gun control and you want to take away our free speech and our guns, then it's just a matter of, uh, of another election or two, small elections, and then bam, we're socialists. And then why control the means of production and be socialist when you can just go full-blown communism? And it always happens within years. Socialism, boom, communism. So there's that. And, and if you can't get your head around what you're doing and your actions and your votes are creating that, then you, you really need to stop being so apathetic and complacent and, and use your head for something more than a, a fucking baseball hat rack where you turn it sideways and yo, bro. <clears throat> because that's the, your, your votes and what you're saying and doing and allowing to happen in whatever party's name it's happening. You are saying, I'm for socialism, hence communism. And then if you're fighting it, well, you're pretty much a voice in the wild. You're, you're, the, you're the proverbial tree that falls in the forest and no one fucking is there to hear it because you are that alone. You might, there, you might have heard a tree crash you know, over the hill and the valley and go, wow, a tree fell. I heard that. And, and you might want to take a hike out there and see what happened and maybe join forces with that person. But we are that. I mean, when you look at the media, you look at big tech, you look at our politicians, you look at the mindset of America. True freedom and liberty is so far away. Our Overton window or whatever you want to call it is 180 from that. And you can talk to a lot of people about freedom and liberty and they will go along with you up until they're free to fail and then they go what about my safety net what what about my union what about my you know whatever so if you if you if you look at it we are our choices are really you know a fork in the road that's kind of like one one direction is almost straight which is where we're heading just you know we think we're free but we're fucked or the other is like totally we we want to be free but fuck it you know, or whatever, but there is no real freedom and liberty in America. When you talk to people, you talk to your politicians, and they're like, "Yeah, that's that's old thinking." You know, we're not that way anymore. You know, I talked to the city lawyer about my private property rights, and she goes, "I'm sorry, but you're wrong." I say, "Wait a minute, excuse me, you're not even elected, you fuck," and you, you're saying I'm wrong when I've read the state constitution. I am not wrong. Well, that's you know. We'll see, because the judge will probably agree with me because, well, he's a fucking asshat too, maybe. So that's their idea of freedom. Well, you have private property, and you can call it that, and you'll pay your property tax. Boy, they're not going to pay it for you, but they think they own it, and they'll tell you what to do on it. But then you go, I can't afford to pay my property tax. And they'll go, well, well, then we'll take it and give it to someone who can. Fuck you. So you own it, but you don't. It's your house, but it's not. It's your vote, but it's not. It's your money, but it's not. It's your toilet, 
but it's not because they'll tell you how many gallons can go through that fucker every time you flush. So when you, if you, if you really had a, a, a pie chart of the, or however you would do this, and you go, the founding fathers had this much freedom. They had the whole fucking pie because, you know, freedom to them was something that was very precious and it encompassed everything. You had all the rights. Government had no say at all about this shit. You had every right. And if you, if you fucked up with your rights, you know, basically your rights ended at your property line. And if you pissed your neighbor off, you might get sued and end up in court and the jury might fine for your neighbors and, you know, you lose some money or go to jail if you're being a dick and you hurt somebody. But they had all that. They had massive, massive amounts of freedom. And then if you look at what we have as far as the pie of freedom, we have a little slice of it. And we live within that little narrow margin. And we're like, we're so fucking free. We're the freest country in the world. No, we're not. I mean, there's parts of Russia that have more freedom than we have. More, more freedom than we had a hundred years ago, almost. You know, because they're changing back. They've realized how fucked up communism was. So we are free. We're good. We're good people. We work hard. We got a lot of money. We help poor people. We're when when you when you put it in a big pot, we're the ones that look really good. But freedom, you know, yeah, we got that little that little slice right there of the of freedom out of a humongous pie. And we're just so happy with that. Look how fucking free we are. You're free to buy that piece of property. Well, great, I'd like to I'd like to build a distillery on it. Oh, no, no, no. It's not zoned for that. And you got to be licensed. And then and then and then you got to give us our recipe. And then you got to go to city hall and kiss his ring. You got to go to state and basically kiss his dick and then you apply for a federal license and then they're going to want your recipe and all this and you're kissing rings all up and down k street and then if you sleep with enough people and blow enough of them and kiss enough rings you know at the city level they only want you to kiss their ring because they don't they don't want anyone to know they got a blowjob for this deal because that's rent seeking you know so you go, wow, but I, I thought I was an American. You'd say, oh, you are. You're free. See, you're right in here in this little tiny part of it that you can you can open a distillery. Well, what we're saying is you just have to you have to follow a lot of fucking rules because someone might drink your whiskey and get drunk. Like, yeah, that's the whole fucking point. Well, yeah, but you know we need to make sure people don't go blind. It's like, well, that only happened in prohibition because you wouldn't let people distill you know, moonshine with the right products. So they were using wood, which makes ethanol, which made you go blind and kill people, which is same as if you drank methyl ethyl ketone or, you know, acetone, you'd die also, which is pretty much what they were making back then. Or, you know, you could, you know, use corn and shit and make real whiskey. So, yeah, but somebody might get, might get, they, they might go blind. Oh, but we don't know that. Well, yeah, but, you know, if you get a permit and you get permission, then we'll see to it that you do it right and no one goes blind. It's like, yeah, but what if they do? Then it's like, well, then you're fucked. <laughs> we don't guarantee that you're going to do it right. We just, you paid us to say you're doing it right. 
get it, wink, wink, nod, nod. So that's a, that's a chit that they have that they, they can sell now for more money. It's worth a lot to them. So if Jim Bean is willing to pay, you know, fifty million for that little chit that the politician has, then they're going to let Jim Bean buy that property. No questions asked in Oakland the Distillery, and he'll rezone it and everything, and they'll just turn and bat an eye because he paid for that chit. All you can afford to do is pay for that shit is maybe, you know, your vote for the guy next time. A big fucking deal. So we live in that little thing where we think we can, you know, buy that piece of property and do stuff with it. But no, you don't. Sorry. (laughs) Maybe, you know, maybe when, maybe, maybe, maybe when your great grandfather was alive, he could have done that. Just like in the movie Tombstone. Like, you know, my favorite movie. Um, you know, when, when Wyatt's talking to Virgil and uh, and Mort, uh, and he's like, you know, we're, we're, we're doing really well in this town. Maybe we should, you know, walk up and down the street and find a lot and, and build a bar. Wow, really? They didn't have to go to City Hall and go, hey, uh, could you rezone that piece of property so we can open a bar? It's like, They'd look at you like, what the fuck is zoning? You know, yeah, you want to open a bar? Great. Fucking more money for the town. More money for the town means uh, more permits or whatever they used to do to raise money. And we, more people come here, we'll get a marshal. Hell, we can afford to have a telegraph. So, when, when you really look at the freedom lost, it, it, it really is like your part on your car going bad over. 240 years, when you finally think about replacing it or actually replace it, you're like, wow, this is amazing. But we are right here in, in this little you know, piece of the pie, and we think it's amazing. And when we think about changing that part and fixing it to where we get the whole fucking pie running again, it's just really complicated because... They've told you it's complicated. See, you can't just expect freedom and liberty anymore because there's a lot of politicians way up the ladder that are going to tell you to go fuck yourself. And they don't. And 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 see, they think the power is at the top, which is the federal government. But really, the federal government's at the bottom, and the power at the top is we, the people. And and and, and I don't know how to have a revolution against that to where we just tell your politicians to say. You know, I'm going to do this on my property, and if you don't like it, then you can sue me. But uh, the simple fact is, me and about a hundred ranchers here will go into City Hall and storm it and pull you out of there and tar and feather you and your stupid planning and zoning group. Oh, that's 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 revolution. Yeah, it's kind of what they did when they threw all the British tea off the ship. It's a tea party. So I'm discouraged because. That's where I see us at. We're at a, at, a, at a Y or a fork in the road. And I see that I'm going to say 90% of Americans don't even see that there's a fork in the road. They're just going to be like flowing with the stream of least resistance. And when that river makes a turn, they're just, if they're in this current, they're just going to la, 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 la. And then they end up going off a waterfall and dying. And they go, what happened? But they're fucking water, so they don't know, right? Or... Some people might row really hard to get going that way. You're still going with the, the flow, but you, it takes a lot of energy to 
break free from that gravitational pull of corruption and go that way to where now you're la 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 down that nice smooth creek to where it's like oh, look at the flowers look at the plants look at the meadow look at all the squirrels and the birds drinking our water so that's not going to happen because nobody is willing that other 10 percent is not really even willing to do that so then they kind of end up that way too and they go wait i tried i rode really hard but it was Sunday. I took a break. And I ended up over here. I didn't know that I was so close to going that way. And then I could have rested on Sunday night. But I, I just went, ah, it's Friday. Time to go drink. And then, oh, fuck, I'm a, fuck shit, damn. So that's how I look at life in my fucked up brain. I, I relate it to things that we can kind of visualize. And, you know, that I, I've, I've mentioned that quote. A thousand times probably in my podcast that uh, upon the plains of hesitation lie the bones of countless millions who on the verge of victory sat down to rest and were overcome and defeated. And, and that's the Friday night scenario. It's like you're rowing, rowing, rowing really hard because you're at that, that fork in the river and you're, you're so fucking close. But it's so big, you don't know that that undertow is just right over there. It's going to take you that way. And you go, oh, it's Friday night, fuck it, I need a break. And then and you're like, son of a bitch. And, and, and then you think, well, we can change again. And, and, and we can. At any time, we could all stand up and roll. We can create that fork in the road at any time in our, in our American life if, if we choose to. We just all start rowing that way and we can, we can break free because I guess that, that, that road, that, that before it forks, you know, there's... Like that, that that current that you got to swim against or, or row against is maybe 70, 80, 100 years. So you could, you know, you, you fucked up and you went, you know, you went drinking on Friday night, you know. So you, now you're way back over on this side and, and now you got to, you know, kind of go that way, which isn't too hard as long as you're not making too many waves and fucking with too many people. You can get back over there. But don't forget that that riptide, that first current breaking free of those waves on an island to, to get rescue takes a shit ton of effort to get past that. that Just that one that part, it's not that big. But if you give up, then it just pushes you back on the island, fucks your boat all up maybe, and you got to start all over. You know, so I, I'm sorry, and I'm not bashing on you know, my listeners or even myself, because I'm in that same boat, you know, um, how hard do you fight? And and where do you get the ore to row even harder? Because, you know, this side has sat there and go, well, you know, if you talk about revolution, we'll defund you, we'll deplatform you, we'll throw you out, we'll arrest you, we'll black bag you, depending on the words you use. So while you're trying to do a good thing and, 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 and row over to the other side and go, pew, that way, you need an oar. You need people behind you. You need a group like one of those boats where there's all them rowers, and you need them all pulling together. And because of the way social media is and, and the mindset of America and all that, you can't get them all going, stroke, 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 you know, because they're all like, what, huh? I, I didn't hear you. What? Oh, he wants to go that way. But, but fuck, look, that's easier. We'll get there quicker. So you, you get this chaos 
and then and, 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 and nobody makes it that way and and so that's why we had the three percenters because they could see the big picture but they weren't controlled by media and fear and, a, and an oppressive government they had england but england was like a long way away you know it took months to get there from england so it's not like washington dc where they could just send in their their goon squad and fucking black bag you boom as soon as you walk out of the tavern you're like fuck we just were talking about revolution the first time in my life and here i am already black bag god damn it so we have a, a, a big force against us. And I, I don't I don't think we're gonna I don't think we're gonna win this one. I mean it, it's the Tetler cycle where we go from you know bondage to great you know bravery and, and religious and then and it goes around the cycle and there's like ten and then and then you just fall back into bondage and slavery. You know, it's just like tick 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 boom. And that's the chaos theory. You know, out of chaos comes order, and out of order comes chaos. So maybe it's that. And there's no matter how hard you row, you're not going to stop it. You can prepare yourself for the shit storm that is coming, and maybe dodge a bullet and and hide up in the mountains. But see, our enemies are now so close that China could quite literally just have a an expansion program like we did. You know, back under Andrew Jackson. This is you know. Head west, young man, and we just kept coming and coming and coming until finally the Indians lost through too many white men. Well, what if that happens in China? You know, they go, you know, head east or young man or whatever fucking direction it is. I so don't give a shit, you know. And and so they have a billion, three hundred thousand, and we have three hundred thousand or three hundred million. So they have a billion more people than we do. So they go, well, you know, America's got a lot of land there not being used. And we, we, we'd like to go to Russia, but it's kind of cold there. And it's right there. But it, And Russia will fuck us up because they're not morons. So why don't we just start sending boats to America? Every fucking day, 100 boats show up. But, but we got the boats just over and over. And they just come in. And then, they, you know, our immigration system's so fucking blind and stupid they'll just go oh well, come you know come on in come on in and then they're like holy fuck how many more boats it's like come on and then it's like in, in the movies you know or the, the comedies or whatever where the guy's just overrun by the mob or he's the security guy at walmart on black friday and it's just like okay 10 at a time <laughs> you know and and so they just keep coming and keep coming and keep coming and they, they send over i don't fucking 500 million I mean, there's 300 some million in America right now, and, and there's still like 12 acres for sale next to me right over there. You know, there's there's land. I have six acres. So you know, you, 300 million. If you if you doubled it with Chinese immigrants or whatever you want to call them, invasion force. You know, if 300 million Chinese people moved here right now, like within the next year, there would still probably be six, you know, 12 acres over there for sale. You know. Or maybe six, because they, you know, they bought it. So when you look at the dynamics of the big, big, big picture of America, you know, you could put everyone on the planet in the state of Texas, and everybody would have like a hundred square feet to live on. So the planet's really big. America's really big. So if you brought all like a, a billion Chinese over here. It's, it's not like there would be one on every square foot. 
there'd be a fucking lot of them. There might only be a half acre for sale over there. And I might've had to have been forced to sell and, and have a, have an acre. And then, you know, the other five acres are Chinese people that bought it, you know, uh, or what I, you know, they could come and buy shit. They got enough money that we would sell it to them. So it wouldn't even be like an invasion, but they could just come. And then there's a billion of them, or let's just say 500 million of them. And 300 million of us, of which most of that 300 million are too fucking stupid to see what's going on and, and realize that the next election, they're going to vote, they're going to vote in Xi Jinping or whatever his name is. And he'll be the, the emperor of America. And we'll go, well, we don't have emperors. It's like, well, you do now. We voted to burn the constitution. You all voted for it. Well, you didn't, but we did. And so you're a democracy. So. We voted. We took your land. We took your constitution. We took over your economy. We took, and, and what do you care? Because now you, you, there's factories here. You can make those little fucking umbrellas for Mai Tais in, in you know, Cancun or wherever. Shut the fuck up. And so it could happen. They could do that. And see, because we have no leadership, we couldn't stop it. So many bad scenarios are out there. Some third world rat hole fucking country that don't like us. Like, you know, let's just say North Korea gets an attitude again because Trump's not in. So it's like, I like Trump. I like Dennis Rodman, but they're not here anymore. So fuck it. I have all these weather satellites up there in orbit, which I don't even care what the weather is like today. But they all have nuclear devices in them and they're at 200 miles up in geosynchronous orbit. And that's just the perfect altitude for an EMP. Boom. Well, when are you going to set it off? Is the FBI or the CIA or the NSA going to know about it? Well, first of all, they're too stupid to even find their way out of a paper bag nowadays or a paper bag. They find their way out of their paper bag, but not a paper bag. So, but it's already there. So next time it comes around, it's like, when are you going to do it? Boom. Right now, motherfucker. And then, and they probably have three or four of them out there. And then so do all the other countries that hate us. You know, so they pretty much black out the, the entire world if they wanted to, because they've been living in the dark forever. So what the fuck do they care? You know, so then we lose again. Um, we piss off Russia. You know, Biden will piss off Russia. You know, so then uh, they use their weapon of iniquity, which is like a, a massive, super powerful EMP. So they, they set that off. And then we're in the dark, you know, so there's a million scenarios of, of which we all as preppers prepare for. But are we really looking at it like how close we are to that that point, that trigger effect, that, that tipping point where we have to initiate our plan? And, you know, that's why I've, I've told people, you know, when the shit hits the fan, I am fucking out of here. You think I'm going to be sitting right here where most people know where I live? No. Do I have a, a mountain of beans, band-aids, and bullets? No. I, I, I'm a meat eater. So there's meat wherever I go. Just fucking shoot it and I'm done. And if it takes me 21 days to shoot a rabbit, which would be pretty fucking bad, I'll still be okay because there's water where there is. And so I can go 21 days without food. Actually, I could go 14 and and probably not be delirious. So let's say it takes me two weeks to shoot a rabbit or a coyote. Fuck, I'm fine. So I, I've got, you know, 
more guns and ammo than I could carry. So I'm just going to grab what I need and I'm going to fucking leave. And hopefully no one finds my cash here and takes all my shit. But if they do, fine, fuck it. Because they're going to die of lead poisoning or starve to death anyway because they're stupid. So I'm out of here. So when do you initiate that plan? I mean, I've set myself up as a prepper to where kind of like that, that fuckwad, uh, um, oh, what the fuck's his name? Now he's bashing on Trump, you know, fucking movie star. I haven't watched a movie of his in like six years, so I, I, I can't even think of it. You know, he was into Goodfellas and all that. But anyway, um, you know, it, it, it's like in the movie Ronan, you know, he's like, you got to be able to leave like that. Have no connections if you have to be that way because when they when they come because they're all bank robbers or whatever he's like you need to be able to just just when you find out the heat is on you just walk away that quick don't even stop at your house and get a, a fucking fresh t-shirt just walk away if you have a family walk away so i've set myself up to where i can do that now i i'm not abandoning anybody i love because they're all either too far away and they better be smart enough to walk away also and meet me where they know I'll be or <laughs> they're fucked. Me and, me and my wife can just, that's that. And I've told my brother, he lives right next door to me. I go, I'm not going to be here. He's like, you're, you're abandoning your community. It's like, no, I'm just not going to fucking be here. I'll come back when all the crazies are done. And he's like, well, they'll burn your house down. It's like, whatever. They're going to do it anyway, whether I'm in it and asleep and they burn it down and I die or I'm up on a mountain somewhere watching the city burn and when the fires go out and all the crazies die of lead poisoning and then I'll come back and help rebuild so I can quite literally when the shit hits the fan if there's an EMP boom I'm gone I have a vehicle that'll get me and enough ammo and food storage that I do have up in a mountain where they can't find me I'll go hide under a rock for six eight months if I have to I'm gone. So you need to be thinking that way because we are in that river that is going toward now a waterfall. And if we haven't paddled hard enough in the past, we're, we're not going to get there. And, and it's too hard to do now. Now you have to paddle ashore and, and do an overland hike to get back in. And you're a fucking leaf floating on the current, so you can't hike. So you can't get there from here anymore, in my opinion. So you need to start making plans, adjusting your diet to where you can live off the land and, 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 and not farm. And you can lay low and hide and tell all the crazies and the looters, go to the big cities, get out of the big city. If you're in there, if that's your bug out plan, the minute you see the writing on the wall, just fucking leave. Get as much as you can carry and leave. And that's why I hate people that tell me, Mark, you have to have a year's supply of beans, band-aids, and bullets because I can now not leave in a heartbeat. I got too much stuff. And it causes me to hesitate. And then while I'm vacillating back and forth for a day or two, it's too late. You need to be able to just walk away immediately. And then you might survive. And then you can hide, lay low, crawl under a rock for a couple months. And then when you see that things are stabilized and all the bad people have left, at least my area, and gone to the bigger cities for loot and whatever, then fine. I can come back and, 
you know, we can rebuild. There's still, there's still good people, law enforcement, and everyone will go, what do we need to do to put a lid on this and contain it? And, and then, then there's a, a chance. But if they're sitting there going, well, we're still going to, you know, do this, that, and the other thing. It's like, okay, fine, bye, leave. Just fucking walk away. If you see a fence around your town because you've been up in the mountains for two months and you see guards and stuff and, you you know, everyone's coming in but no one's leaving except armed people that are like scavengers or something, then you might talk to one of them and, you know, catch them off guard and go, hey, what's going on there? And you go, well, it's all locked down in martial law. Well, then stay in the fucking mountains. I'm not a sheepdog. I don't, I don't care about my neighbors. I really, I really don't. I love my neighbor. I know him. I'll help him if he asks for it. And then my brother. And if they choose to, to stay and they get locked up, then I'll, I'll maybe, maybe somebody will come up with a plan and we can help them escape. But if not, I got, I got to, I got to protect me and my wife and, and stay alive because that's fuck we do, I guess, as humans. This is where we are, and these are our options. These are your options and my options. And, it, and, and if you can't see what I'm saying as actually being true, then by all means, stop listening to me because I'm apparently wrong. But I think en enough of us have the common sense and the wherewithal to say, yes, it's going that direction. You might disagree with, you know, the play I call or something like that, just like a any armchair quarterback. But most people that are patriotic and love America and can see things for what they are. You can sit there and go, well, you can liken it to the Borg or you can liken it to a river and trying to swim upstream or you can liken it to the fucking eight-lane highway that you can't get across to the exit ramp. However you want to like it. This is pretty close to the why that Mark is talking about. What am I going to do for myself and my family when that happens? Because it's going to happen and you're going to start seeing it. What do you do when, you know, hundreds of thousands of migrants start coming in from, you know, south of the border because it's just wide fucking open? What are you going to do? I mean, can we handle them as far as landmass? Sure, for a while. And then what if China goes, well, wait a fucking minute. We don't want all them over here. We don't like those people. We'll start moving in and we'll push them all out. And then what, are we just going to stand back and go, hey, yeah, good idea. You don't like them? Get them out of here. And then what do you do with them? Because now they have overwhelming numbers. You know, it, it, it's like you, you might not hate that one termite. He actually looks kind of cute. But when they all move in and start eating your foundation, then all of a sudden it's too fucking late. And then you got to eradicate them you know call ortho and kill them all you can't do that with people well you can if you're Mao Zedong or Hitler but for the reality of it in America we will hesitate you know trying to be good American people follow the rule of law until there's too many of them and no matter what you decide to do at that point it's too late you've lost through hesitation the most committed wins, and he who hesitates is lost. So that's the dynamic. That's the paradigm. Both sides of the fucking coin. Either you, you're you committed and you win because you jump on it immediately, or you hesitate and you lose. That is it. So you might not agree with me and my analysis of this fucked up planet in which we live and the time and all that. And as a religious person, I, I'm, I'm not that fanatically worried about it because... 
you know, I, I believe that our 80, 90, 100 years on Earth are really irrelevant in, in the time frame of eternity. So I don't want to do something, you know, like become like that person that eradicates 100 million Mexicans or Chinese people invading my country because, you know, I just, I'm, I'm not comfortable with that. If something happens where they're threatening me personally, or my family, then yeah, I might shoot a few of them, but to just eradicate them, like drop a nuclear bomb in the ocean when they're, you know, coming over in all their boats and killing them all, I, I can't. I, I don't think this place is that great, you know, in an eternal sense of the word. So you, you get caught up in that. And so I go, what is the best way for me to avoid this problem with my religious and my spiritual beliefs and my my commitment to American freedom and liberty, because I believe freedom and liberty is, is a religious principle. It's the free agency. It's what the war in heaven was about. So I, I, can, I can bug out into the mountains and, and eat meat and hide and see what happens. And, and then if it continues to get worse and worse and worse and more and more come over and, and I see that I'm never going to be able to go back to my community and rebuild because now it's, you know, Beijing 2.0 or whatever, then I'll just stay on the mountain and hopefully no one finds me because they're busy bucking things up and doing whatever they do. And then I'll, I'll hide up there and I'm, I'm old enough to where I'll probably fall, break a leg, get an infection and die anyway. And then I haven't had to, to go against my religious principles. If you're younger, well, even if you're in your 20s and 30s and you're thinking about this, you can only survive up in the wilderness roughing it for so long without medical because we're not we're not educated enough in the ways of the wild, like, you know, Hugh Glass and these guys that, you know, were trappers and mountain men. So you might live five years in the mountains before they catch you and then you break a leg and get an infection and die or, you know, like the movie A Million Ways to Die in the West. You know, it's, it's funny, but true. You know, so you can get up there and maybe avoid them for 20 years and then die of old age or somebody else might start dropping nuclear bombs and, you know, say, fuck this and kill everybody or there may be an EMP and they all die just like everyone else. I, whatever happens, I don't, I don't want to be in the mix. I'm not going in the bar fight just to see what's going on in the bar. I don't really care. And if I have people and friends in there that got it caught up in a bar fight, that ah, sucks to be them. I'm not going into the bar to see what's going on with the fight. I don't believe in that shit. So I'm going to go stay in the parking lot and if the bar fight ends then I might go in and help clean up or or whatever, but I'm not going to go in the middle of the fight. See, that's how I look at it. So I am not a sheepdog. But back on, on to the subject here of, you know, I'm, I'm discouraged because I don't see enough people coming to this why, because we still have a little bit of that river before we it, it branches off. And I don't think there's much. And so... I've made my plans to where if, if society as a whole in America goes that down the waterfall into socialism, I think I can still be safe for a while and, and avoid it. And if not, uh, I'll still hide out and then maybe I'll get captured and then I'll just, you know, be, live the rest of my life in a fucking prison or whatever, or gulag, as long as they feed me. I guess it's not that bad, you know, but... It's that way. It's going that way or this way. And, and I just don't see the American spirit and the American 
you know, attitude in the right place to want to go a different direction. And and so you might think, well, Mark, you're wrong. I, I feel like that. It's like, good, then prepare. And, and But I think a lot of people are of the mindset that we can't win this. So why try? And and that's fine too. I'm not of that mindset. I, I don't I don't feel that way. I I feel that I can't win it like everybody. But I think there's options still to protect yourself from it. And I think there's more people that feel that way in the in the patriot community than you know than we know. But I, I think there's very few that go, no, we can win it. We can row that boat and get on that other stream. And and, and I, I, it's just, it's, a, it's, a, it's an unknown variable because we can't see it. Like, you know, would enough people in that boat get on that other stream and then then correct the, chain, the course of this one because that's still where it ends up, right? You still have to, bring America back to that pie that's that big of freedom and liberty. And, and so you, you start out with this much freedom and, you know, maybe they'll, they'll push it open like that. And go, eh, no, a little more. But that takes also an, a massive amount of spirit and gumption and, and grit. So I, I, I don't, I don't know how to wrap it up other than, you know, I'm, I'm listening to some things and watching some podcasts and, talking with you know people that I know and care about and trust and, and I'm just like I'm discouraged and so I guess it's a good thing because I've gotten to that that decision point in my life to where I go you know I can continue to talk and try and help but you know it, it takes a lot of effort to where I could be spending my time getting my 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 life in order to where if things go on the course that I see I'll be ready to go that way if they don't then i'm still better off it's it's like if you learn to swim and you and you never fall off the pier and, and and need to swim then you're still in better shape than if you never learned to swim it's like the old adage it's better to to have a gun and not need it than to need it and not have it it's better to have a four-wheel drive and not need it than to get stuck in the mud and wish you had it so you know, I will be in better shape no matter which direction the country takes. But I think the country has already predetermined the direction we're going. And so now all of my effort is, is to get over to a, a safe place, which I can do a lot easier than trying to pull the whole, the whole boat over there, which is the USS America Republic or whatever, you know, to get it over there. So if I can get myself there and my family and some people I care about and like my listeners and stuff to just go, you know what, give up on that. Let's just get over here, get ourselves squared away and be ready to be free and over here. And, and then it's like like anything, you can only go so far. And, and then when you get to the top of the hill, you can see further and then you can plot a new course. So right now, all we need to do is get out of the, the riptide and get over there and, and get our life in order and get our preps in order and get our mindset in order and be ready to bug out like that. Not, you know, 
oh, well, I got to buy a semi and a bug out vehicle. And then, and then after five months, me and my team will get together and then we'll move. It's not going to happen. You are going to be on your own. It's your yo-yo time. You're on your own. You need to be able to go like that and get out of here. And if we get enough people that way, then at least I feel like I've done some good. I'm already over there now, so I've, I've rode hard enough my whole 60 years, but I had the time because we've been slowly disintegrating as a free republic. So I can, I can walk away now. I'm old enough to where all my kids live in other towns and sitting far away. And so I can just walk away. I can literally walk to one, one of my three bug out places. You know, it's a long hike and I'm old and it'll suck ass, but I mean, you know, best case scenario, I die on the way and then I don't have to worry about any of that shit. But, you know, the, the goal is to get the fuck out like that and, and be able to, 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 to weather the storm. You know, if you got some ammo and, and a bow and, and some food and you can hunt and skin and learn shit and you're in an area where there's water, you got watercress if you need to eat green leafy shit and stuff like that in my area. You got cattails, you know, most places you can eat that if you got to have your fucking carbs and protein and starch or whatever. I don't. But, you know, and then be ready. You know, see, that way I have, you know, my favorite, you know, guns that I have are three... 22 rifles because I live in Arizona. <laughs> the biggest game I need to worry about taking down is maybe a coyote or a mountain lion so you know that I don't get eaten or a brown bear, which you know. So a, a, a 22, I have a 223. Um, and that's about as big a game as I need. So if I take those and some ammo, I can pretty well hike. And, and if it's not an EMP, I have. Um, two four-wheel drives. One of them's flat-out EMP-proof, and the other one I have a few parts for it. Maybe it would work either way. And it's gone. I load up my shit and go. And people go, where'd Mark the guy go? You can say, he's uh, 40 miles from his house in any direction. <laughs> That's where he went. And that was in the first couple days. And then he might have wandered off even farther because see if you look at maps in arizona there are wildlife refuges to where you, i don't even think planes can fly over these areas so there's there's a lot of really neat land that's never been explored and people go yeah you can't go there it's like i can't go there right now because there's park rangers and shit that won't let me in federal agencies but when all that collapses i can go there and if one of them gives me shit i'll shoot him and eat him Put them in the pot, whatever. So that's mindset number one, and then skills, and then gear, which I've been preaching for five years. Your mindset, if you could get your mindset straight and figure out that we've, we might have a little time before the river splits. But all you can do now is row hard enough to get you into a safe zone. The rest of the boat is going to go off the waterfall. Plain and fucking simple. So I hope this rant helps somebody figure out how, to, how, to, how they want to live their life as a prepper and, and how to look at what is happening to us as a country that used to be free. And is now is not.
And how much of the shit do you want to put up with while we're going toward waterfall? You know, and how much do you want to fight? I mean, I've been fighting the city for two years over my private property. Apparently, I, I might lose that. So I, I'm not lose my property, but lose the case and have to give them a bunch of money. So it's not really my property, is it? So it's not good. And, and, and so all we can do is get our mindset in the right place where we go. Okay, as much as I would like that to happen, this is my reality and be prepared for it. And then just when something tells you, fucking go, be ready to go. And I hope that's what happens for most good people because I think we're all good, even if we're, we're rowing that direction. They just have never had the experience of that direction yet. Once they figure out Shit's Creek sucks, they're still good people. But they'll die with all the masses that were good people, just like in Sodom and Gomorrah. I'm sure there were a few good people, what we would call good, you know, not, you know, like God said, find me one good person, I won't blow this fucking shithole off the map, and they couldn't do it. But, I mean, just, you know, there's good people out there. They're just not maybe good enough for God to spare. So it's too bad, but if you're ready for it, then you'll be fine. So I've been rambling on too much, trying to wrap things up, make sense of it, but it's really hard to make sense of what I talk about sometimes. So I hope this helped you. I know it helped me because I was feeling quite down and dour this morning, and now I feel better, and now I can go fix some plumbing leaks that we had on the property. Talk to you all later. Uh, Love you all, and, and enjoy the, the ride off the waterfall. We've made too many compromises already, too many retreats. They invade our space, and we fall back. I'm your huckleberry. The line must be drawn here. This far, no further. That's just my game.